welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Around the banqueting table. And God has prepared a table for us. But the question is, are you, first of all, are you going to come to the table? Second thought is, are you going to eat at the table? So I'd like to just share a few, few thoughts around that this morning, and then maybe we're going to set a table before you this morning that you're going to come and eat and find something, something new and something fresh. Maybe it's a taste or a, or a thought or emotion that you've lost over time, and I pray that today you get it back, because this table never runs dry, never runs out. Now, as a church, we've been going through Ezekiel And Dan, you you gave a very good message last week. It was brilliant. Out of Ezekiel 47. Stirred my heart in a lot of areas. And so I'm going to open this morning from Ezekiel 47. But before we do, can we pray yet again? I don't know what, what starts you normally do in prayer. But Lord, I pray first up that this prayer we have this morning, Lord God, is not just words. It is a deep, honest conversation with you this morning. Not just some rote words that come off our mouth, but a prayer with emotion this morning, Lord. A prayer that connects us to the Heavenly Father. Because just as Michelle was sharing this morning and saying there there was walls up, it's so easy for us to have those walls up. And, before, and very soon we find that we are, our prayers are hitting a, a, a ceiling that we never, we never meant to be there and, and they're hitting the ceiling because the relationship and the distance is, has, has appeared before us and God. So this morning as we open up your word, I pray there be no gap, no distance between you this morning. I pray, Lord God, Lord, that our ears would hear, Lord, your word, Our heart would be strangely warmed by your word. Our heart would be, Lord, challenged by your word. And our mind would be renewed by your word, Lord, as we open it up this morning. Because your word is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. And it does pierce asunder soul and spirit, Lord, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our hearts. So let that be so this morning as we open up your word, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So from Ezekiel 47.8, just one verse this morning. And he said to me, this water flows from the eastern region and goes to the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water becomes fresh. The salty water becomes fresh. I don't want any salty water some dead salty water. I want that water to be refreshing, welling up within me. I, I don't, I don't want to just give, give people some dead, rote form of Christianity. I want it to be fresh. I want it to be alive. I want it to be active. I want it to be piercing. I want it when I speak the word that something of the Holy Spirit is flowing through me that as I speak to people, it, it challenges them. They can't help but listen because it's not just, oh, the same old, same old. But just as Michelle shared this morning, 
when the, the experience she had, all of a sudden the word became alive. I want it to be alive in me so when I speak to others, it's alive in them. So talking about a banquet table, we, we had a, a three-week break a little while ago and, and Claire had her, her birthday and, and her family gave her this gift. And it was one of, the, one of the parts of the gift was to go to a smorgasbord. I haven't been to a smorgasbord for probably oh, 20 or 30 years. And I, you know, you, you forget what it's like to have this sumptuous banquet before you. And it was, it was at the Sheridan Mirage. So everything was top notch. Everything was beautiful. And we sat there and we, we said, okay, we limited ourselves first up. You walked around the banquet table and you picked the best bits you'd start with. And you'd slowly work your way into even better bits as you went. And you'd try to limit yourself so when you walked away from the table, you went so full that you felt sick. But you were so full that you just, I don't know, we didn't have breakfast. You were happy, very, very happy. That is the table that God has set before us. It is just a smorgasbord. A smorgasbord, and just like there was seafood and there was everything you could imagine at that smorgasbord, if you were going to close your eyes and imagine what was the smorgasbord of heaven was like, that is the table that God has set before us this morning. So I'm going to read from Matthew 22, verses 1 to 14. And there's, there's, Jesus gave two parables. One of them is... is a very, very nice parable. This parable has got a bit of a sting in the tail. And we're going we're to go through the whole parable. Are you ready? So it's from Matthew 22, verses 1 to 14. And it says, Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants to them, Tell those who have been invited that I've prepared for my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. And the king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. And he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not, did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out to the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him out into the darkness. It will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are invited, but few have chosen. Few are chosen. So that banquet, first of all, I don't know what you think a banquet is, but I looked up in the dictionary, it's a sumptuous feast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A sumptuous feast, especially in an elaborate and often ceremonious meal for numerous people, often in honor of a person. Here we are this morning. What are we honoring? Jesus. 
There is a feast here this morning, everybody. There is a feast set before us this morning. That feast, part of, it, part of the ways we, we partake of that feast is we've got the Bible, which is a banquet for our minds. May we not take it for granted that the Bible is such a banquet for our minds, renewing them daily as we open up his word, receive it by faith, and then when we've received it by faith, then we put it into practice. Because the word just shouldn't be going in, it should be going out. It's, if it's alive and active and sharper than a two-edged sword, from my experience, most of the time it's when it's in my mouth and I'm speaking it, then it's sharp and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. Baptism. As Michelle was saying this morning, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is like a banquet for our spirits. A supernatural abundance, an overflowing or a gushing that carries on continually, as Dan said last week, let not just be a one-off experience that someone experienced 20 or 30 years ago, and I'm still relying on this old thing to keep me going, but it's an overflowing, filling and gushing continually as we give it out, it continually fills us, so we're always filled to overflowing. Is that where we're at this morning? Maybe for some it's not. Maybe you've lost that gushing. And maybe we need to have that gushing come back. Maybe we need to realize this banquet table never, ever, ever runs out. But we've got to come to this banquet table. You know, he's our comforter, he's our counselor, he's our advocate, he's our guide, he's our intercessor, he's our teacher, and he brings life wherever he goes. So why would we not want him in our lives? And the third one is healing, a banquet for our bodies, the healing power and authority which never runs dry. Can you imagine that there's this banquet before us as the... As the banquet table runs low, there's a servant there running out, taking out that bowl that's slightly less and filling it up with this overflowing bowl yet again, ready for you to get your, your hands in there if you want to. Because, you know, if you've been overseas, anyone been overseas where they don't use knives and forks? Yeah, yeah. And you just get your hand in that food and you shovel it in. There's no holding back. When it's good, it's really good. Your right hand, yeah, your right hand. <laughs> Psalm 23.5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint with head my oil and my cup overflows. A banquet of breakthrough for us. You know, you, you do know that the king prepared the banquet even before the, the invitation went out. It was there prepared before he even saw you, before he even knew, well, he knew you were going to exist. There was a banquet table that was there ready for us. It's not like all of a sudden I've got this problem, God, will you, will you get something? And he's hurriedly trying to prepare something to fix you up. It's there just waiting for us to come to. You know, this king was God. And this king, was, he's the ruler. He's the supreme authority. We, and I hope we love him. I hope we serve him. Because the king, as we, set, we serve him, brings security. He supplies our needs. He conquers our enemies. And in this case, he has already conquered our enemies. And this was not just a banquet, but this was a wedding banquet. 
banquet. So if it's a wedding banquet, Jesus is there. Here's the groom. Who is the bride? Who is the bride? Us. Who is the bride? Who is the bride? I'm, I'm still not hearing. Who is the bride? That's right. We're the bride. Well, how would it be if the groom just turned up at the banquet and there was no bride there? It'd be a pretty, pretty rough wedding, wouldn't it? The table has been set. The groom is there waiting for the bride to come. Are we going to come? Are we going to come in the morning when we first wake up and our very first thought is, is our, our bride, Jesus, or our groom, Jesus? As we go through the day, as our very first thought, this banquet table set before us, and he's standing there. Are we going to come to the banquet and sit with, sit with our, our partner and covenant relationship with him? See, everyone knew it was, this banquet was just for the king's son. This banquet that was prepared, um, it was for us, but it's not really for us. It's in celebration of the king. It's in celebration of Jesus. We just get to be partakers. We just get to turn up to the banquet table. You know, sometimes we think this banquet table is just for us, but this banquet table is a celebration of what Jesus has done for us, what he's already obtained for us. You know, in Jewish culture, when a, when a, a marriage ceremony takes place, they have no relations together before their, their marriage or before their engagement. And when the two come together, they come together and, and before they get married, they come, they come and, and they get engaged. And when they get engaged, they sign a contract. And the contract is signed when they get engaged. And the families and the groom and the bride sign that contract and it's sealed at the time of engagement. Then they go away and they separate each other and they don't have any relationship with each other until the time when the father decides they're going to come together and they're going to get married. Until the father decides that they're going to come together and have a relationship together. And here, here we are in, in this time. You do realize that there's a contract that's been signed for us when we came and gave our lives to Jesus. We do realize that the king ordained the time when this was going to happen. We do realize that when we come together, there should be a celebration, a celebration of, of all that we have because the groom and the bride are coming together and there should be this celebration going on, a huge banquet. When, they, when we say, when God says, I am yours, and we say, you are mine. In Revelation 19.7, it says, let us rejoice and exult. Give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and the bride has made herself, had made herself ready. And we all know this is for the second coming of Jesus when he's gonna come in the clouds of the air and we're all gonna see him face to face and one day we're gonna stand before him. But I believe there's a banquet table set before us now. Why would we wait to see him face to face then when we can see him face to face now? Why would we wait to have a relationship with him? Wait, wait till that moment. And then maybe have the doubts, am I going to make it? Am I not going to make it? Why wouldn't we have a relationship with them now? Why wouldn't we come into the banquet table now? 
You know, I, this banquet table, we've been given an invitation. But it's up to us, just as in the parable, when he first asked the first lot of people, and they were too busy, it was up to them to come to the, to the marriage ceremony. It was up to them to come to the feast. It was just prepared for them. I hope that none of us will ever miss out what has been prepared for us. That none of us will ever miss out because of the cares of life. And can I tell you, this, this week, um, if you don't believe we've got an enemy, I believe we've got an enemy. But I believe we have a saviour. We have a king, we have a Lord who has won the victory for us. And I believe that we are overcomers in him as we stay with him. You know, we are in such a battle, but we are overcomers. We're overcomers with him. He's already won the victory. We've already been set free. And so let's step into all that he has. I don't want to even think about the enemy, really. I just want to think about the goodness of God, to think about what he has done for me. And may I not, never limit you, Lord. May I never limit you by my thoughts, even though I do, Lord. But Lord, may I, may I step into all that you have for me. Simple prayers like that are powerful. This invitation. You know, the Jewish nation in the Old Testament thought you had to join a nation or become part of a physical family, but God just sends out the invitation to everybody. Go to the street corners and invite everybody. I just want everybody to come. Can you imagine the excitement of these people? They're lame, they're poor, and they get a wedding invitation by the king to come and sit at his banquet table. How excited would they have been? How, I don't know what they were eating. In our language, gruel, bread and butter, bread and lard maybe. Maybe just bread. And then there's this sumptuous feast given to them that they just have to turn up and eat this feast. Once again, Psalm 23, 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint with my head with oil and my cup overflows. See, anyone, this was an invitation to everybody, good and bad. Because in Luke 14, 21, and we'll just go to Luke for a second, it says, the servant came back and reported this to his master. This is after they'd sent the first people out to invite people to the wedding. And the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servants, go out quickly into the streets, the alleys of the town, and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. The king or owner was asking of all the unclean to come. Oh God, may we be good servants. May we go out to the streets. <laughs> Was I talking too loud? May we bring the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame, and all the unclean to come. That all may hear. All may hear. All may hear. That all may come to the table. That none would be lost. I've got a question for us. First question. Do we really know or see how needy we are for this banquet table? Do we know how hungry we actually are? 
You know, I, I had a thought when I was preparing this, and when I was young, I had, I had loving parents, and, and I've spoken about my parents before, but, you know, we didn't have much when I grew, grew up, and, and my dad had a really good job. He was an accountant at a big, big um, firm, but for some reason, we never had any money, and, and I was saying to Claire the other day, I found out later in life why. My, my dad had a family before our family, and he decided that he was going to support that family no matter what. And so he gave that family enough money to live for, for the wife and to the kids, supported them. They had their own house. They had everything that I never even knew about. And a big portion of his wage went there because I don't know where the, the reason he did it, but it was great he did it. So he supported them physically their whole lives. They didn't want a relationship with my dad because of what had happened, but he made sure they were looked after. And because of that, we never had much money. And we, we ate food, we had good food, we had mince on toast, and we had, had one veg, potato and, and, and mince, or sausages, or something really simple. But there was never a huge amount. And, and when, I was, when I turned a teenager, my friends, we, we started going out and I got a job. And, and I went out and I bought my first hamburger. And I can remember this to the day, I couldn't eat that hamburger. I could only eat half of it because it wouldn't fit in my belly. And, and I was a skinny kid, little runt of a kid, five foot four skinny weed, probably because I didn't eat much. And I couldn't even eat a hamburger. And it was strange to me, it was strange that my, my belly couldn't accept this hamburger, but also too, this couldn't accept the hamburger. And, you know, people, we've got this banquet table before us. But is this ready for the banquet table? Are you willing to open up your belly to be full this morning with this banquet table? And also, too, can this accept the banquet table that's set before us this morning? We want it, but sometimes the walls of soap that Michelle talked about are up, and we want the banquet table. We pursue the banquet table, but somehow we can't get the ban- to the banquet table. And I think I can remember taking Claire out for a dinner when we first started going out, and we went to a restaurant. And I'd only been to a restaurant once before in my life that my neighbors took me out to. I'd never been to a restaurant before. And we went out for a restaurant meal, and it was, what, a fairly cheap place? What was it? It was a Chinese place? It was a steak place out by the race course. That's right. And... Uh, we had this meal, and, and probably everybody there, it was probably like a bar and grill for everyone nowadays. But for me, there was this feast set before me. This meal. Everyone else thought it was just normal humdrum because I'd become so accustomed to the meal they were having. But for me, this was just amazing to have this food. And I could share it with, with Claire too, my wife-to-be. We had this meal together. I, I pray that we never, ever lose that that this meal is just so amazing that we've got. May we never lose this thought that there's this meal there that it's just so amazing. But when we have it all the time, we just become so used to it. Some of us have come from religious backgrounds and we've been indoctrinated for stuff that, that maybe, hey God, I'm meant to somehow be so humble. I'm meant to give so much away that I have nothing left that we actually limit what God wants to do for us. 
Because you know what? God wanted us to have abundance in all things. And what does he mean when he said all things? All things. Come on, maybe we can say it over ourselves this morning. He wants us to have abundance in what? All things. Come on, say it again. All things. All things. So may we not limit God because he wants us to be abundantly blessed so we can abundantly bless others. And yet somehow we think because we're, we're people of faith, we've got to be humble, which we do, but we've got to somehow starve ourselves because we've got this thing that we can't, be, we can't have a lot because people, and I know sometimes when we go into to bad, to places where people haven't got much, we can't drive in there a Rolls Royce because they won't listen to a word we say. But he wants to bless us so we can be a blessing to others. And I wonder, for the, for the ones that were invited to this table, I wonder about the poor when they turned up. I wonder whether there was, well, there was walls saying, oh, oh, maybe I can't accept this. M- maybe, maybe because I've never experienced this, I can't accept this. Or the crippled and the lame that come because I'm, I'm crippled. Um, because we know when you're unclean in that, in that era, when you're unclean, you're unclean, and everybody walked around you and, and didn't want to touch you. And all of a sudden, I'm going to a banquet, banquet table with a, at a marriage ceremony. Um, I, I can't do this. I can't, just can't do this. this is, I've never experienced this before. This is just too much for me. Or, or may, maybe if you're blind and you can't see, where am I going? What's going on here? There's this table, but I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if that relates to any of you. But the, the big thing was the king had invited them. And because of that, there was an open door for them all to come in. It was for the unclean, it was for the blind, the lame, the outcast. They were probably used to eating at a table, sitting in some dirt somewhere with a bit of bread. And they had a choice to sit there or to go to the king's table. What choice are we making? Are we going to go back to the same old, same old, eat at the same old table, or are we going to step out in faith to, to eat at a new table this morning? One that's full of abundance. One that fills us up to overflowing. One that, even though there might be enemies around me, I can still be full of peace. Even though in the hardest situations where I've got to deal with stuff that's devastating. God, there's this inward joy that's still inside of me. There's this strength that's there. God, when I need healing in my body, there is healing for my body. And so often we think because of experiences that have happened before, that if it's happened once and it didn't work out for me, it's not going to happen again next time. Come again. Go again. Try again. Get prayed for again. Pray for yourself again. Run again. If I failed, I'm going to go again. I'm not going to stop. Because there's one thing that they had to do when they went into the, before, the, before the table. They actually had to put their wedding clothes on. The wedding clothes were provided for by the king. It wasn't something they put on. When they went to the banquet the table, as they turned up, they would have had a kimono, a suit, the flashiest dress, sitting there waiting for them. And as they came into that hall, they had to put their wedding clothes on. 
And when they put their wedding clothes on, they were allowed in to experience the banquet. Our wedding clothes. I hope your wedding clothes aren't covered in dirt this morning. I hope they're not worn out because I believe that when we come to the banquet table, it's like the, the Israelites when they went through the wilderness, their shoes never wore out, their clothes never worn out, they were fed by man and the water flowed out of a rock, there was everything there for them. And I believe there's clothes that we can put on that never ever wear out. And we can sit at this banquet table and we can eat. Because in the last bit of the, this, this reading, there was a man that was there, or, or a woman, who didn't have, the, didn't have their clothes on, the wedding clothes on. And in those days, when they had the, their uh, wedding ceremonies, it wasn't just a banquet table as we have a wedding, where you sit and have a reception, and at the reception, you sit down, you have a slapdash meal, you do a dance, and you go home. This was a celebration. This was a party. This, this was something you did not want to miss. You know, their wedding celebrations went in some circumstances, it was three days long. But in most circumstances, it was a seven-day banquet celebration where they partied. They partied their shoes off. They danced and they sang. They jumped around and they celebrated and the food did not run out. There was a banquet table that was always set before them. Is that the celebration we believe with our faith? That there is this table and celebration that we should be partying at day after day after day. This isn't just a one-off occasion where we come to the table, we have a slapdash meal and then we go home. No, this isn't just a three-day event. This is not just a seven-day event. This is just a lifetime event where I get to sit at the banquet table. May we not take our wedding clothes off. May we keep our wedding clothes on. Not going back into the streets and putting those old clothes on, but sitting before the banquet table, eating at his table. You know, this person wanted all the benefits of a relationship with God, but refused to submit to the king and put his wedding clothes on, or her wedding clothes on. They wanted to sit at the table, but they didn't want to put the wedding clothes on. They wanted to stay in their old garments. Dangerous place. And what are these wedding clothes? I believe they're clothes of repentance, first up. Where we get on our knees and we realize, realize our need for our Savior. We realize the need for the banquet table and we realize our need for the king. Clothes of repentance. We realize and clothes washed with the blood of Jesus, with the sacrifice that, that he paid so dearly for us. You know, in the Middle East, the banquets were held at night. So the closer you got to that table, there was more light. If you stayed further away, there was more darkness. So on that scale, where are you in your life this morning? On the light scale, because you know darkness is just the absence of light. And the closer they got to the celebration, there was more light. The further they pulled away, there was more darkness. And the closer they got to the table, can you imagine as you got to the table, smelling that food, 
Can you smell it this morning? Oh, that roast that's been cooking in the oven and your, your mum brings it out or your wife brings it out and you... Or maybe you get to look at it with your eyes and the anticipation of that table. You get to see that food. You've been out working hard all day and you come into that feast and you can smell it and you can see it. Don't start thinking about lunch in this moment. And you start to have that little drool comes out of your mouth as you're licking your lips. The light comes on, you can see it, and the closer you get, the the more you can smell. The more you can see, and, and you start to see this sumptuous feast before you. Is that, yeah, just like that. Just like that. So, would you come? Would you eat? You know, you are all worthy. You're all worthy to come and sit at his table. You're all worthy to sit there and to eat for this feast. I'm going on about this feast. This purchased invitation that Jesus purchased for us. Because there was a cost for this banquet, and there is a cost for this banquet, but we all know that the cost has already been paid by Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross. And may we, may we never take that for granted, that the price has been paid, the battle has been won, and we can just come and sit at the table. See, in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, it says, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And it just takes one thing from us. In James 4, 7 and 8, it says, Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. See, God wants us to attend and eat. So then we become servants and go out and bring others in. Many of us, and the team can come up if they want to, want to do things for God, but we want to circumnavigate the system We'd like to go out and, and, and we, we'd like to speak to people. We want to pray for people and we want to see people being healed and set free and delivered. We would love to see these things in our, in our mind's eye. We, we, we can dream and say, God, I want you to move through me. I want you to move through me. I want you to move through me. And he says, have you been to my table? Have you been to my table? Have you eaten at my table? Are you filled are you full so you can overflow to others? And many of us have these dreams to, to, for God to move in our lives spectacularly. Well, he's saying this morning, there's a table set before us. Have you been to my table? Are you coming to my table every day? Are you coming to my table? I'm here waiting for you because at the wedding table, the groom sits at the table and, and the bride comes and sits next to him at the table and they sit down and they eat together. And he's sitting there waiting at the table for us to come to to sit at this feast, this banquet feast for us. He's waiting for us at the table. 
and we're out trying to do things for him, but we haven't been back to the banquet table and maybe we need to learn to come back to the banquet table to come and sit with our king, to spend time with our king. Because there's one thing about this banquet table. The more you eat, the more you want. The more you eat, the better it tastes. The more you eat, the better it smells. It's not this, this one moment where you get, get that, uh, that cream bun and it goes straight from your mouth to your hips. It's not that one-off moment. It's this sumptuous feast that as you eat, you just want more. It fills you up and you, you feel full, but somehow even though you're full, you still want more. It's like you, when you, you're going out and, and, and you're dating someone for the first time and, and you go out with this person and you love them and you just want to be with them all the time. And the more you spend time with that person, the more you want to be with that person. It's not like you've been with them once and said, I've had enough now, okay, that's it, I, I'm not going to see you for a week now. <laughs> Your relationship would not last. It's when you've spent time with them, that, that, that moment where you touch hands for the first time and you get that tingling feeling. Or you get to see them look at you for the first time and you look back and all of a sudden it's that, that warmth wells up within you and you want to do it again and again and again and again. That's the table he has for us this morning. Come and eat. Today, will you put your wedding clothes on at the invitation of our Savior? Will you come and eat and not just eat once? Will you sit at his table and continually eat? Because from that place, you'll find fulfillment. From that place, you'll find God will use you. From that place, you actually get to take some invitations in your hand and go out and invite others. The lame and the poor and the needy, and out of that place of overflow, you get to speak, you get to do, you get to act. You get to walk with our Savior. So first call this morning, you've never been to the banquet table I would love to invite you there this morning there's this this God man called Jesus that came to earth died on a cross so that all the negative things all the bad things we have done he wipes the slate clean he throws them into the lake of forgetfulness never to be brought up again that thing that when you go to bed at night and you say, why me? Why did this happen to me? As far as he's concerned, that is gone, never to be brought back again. And it gives us the ability when we come to him to have him wipe the slate clean so we never have to answer for those things any longer. The price has been paid and we are set free. Maybe you've never been to that place where you've actually felt the freedom of what it means to first give your life, give your life to Jesus so that you can live in freedom under him. And then the other people here, they're here this morning, you gave him your life, but then you took back some of that stuff again. Some of that pain you were never meant to carry, you took it back upon yourself.
some of those things that you've done that you're ashamed of, you brought it back into your life. And God's still standing there saying, I'm willing to, to throw it back into the sea of forgetfulness again. You never have to think about that again because it's gone as far as I'm concerned and you're free. Those, those clothes come on yet again and you can come in and eat at that banquet table. Sumptuous banquet table. So is there anybody here that would love to feel that freedom? Anyone here that would like to experience the freedom of knowing the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God that created the universe, he actually sees you personally, individually. He knows your very thoughts. That is the man I want to come to because he has already paid the price and because of that we can be set free. Is there anybody here would like to accept him or ask to know him better or even ask him into your life to come and work, move into your life and to, so you can walk with him day by day. Is there anybody here, if, 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 you're in that, if you're that person, if you just want to lift your hand and we're going to pray for you. Anybody here at all. And also too for the ones who've taken up stuff they shouldn't, shouldn't have. You've taken it back into your life. If that's you, how about you put your hand up and we're going to pray for you as well this morning. Anybody. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? I reckon there's two more here. Anybody else? Come on, your heart's beating. Your heart's beating this morning. Everybody in this place who knows Jesus has, has made a commitment at some stage. You're in a place where people applaud, applaud the strength it takes to put up your hand and say, yes, I want, I want to know this Savior. Anybody here? Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. And the next thing we'd like to pray for, and is maybe, I don't know, you've experienced God, but you've never felt or experienced this banquet table. And maybe it's time to come to the banquet table today. If that's the case, we're just going to sing a song in this moment. And if you'd like to come to the banquet table, it's just a sign of coming out to this table yet again, to eat yet again. I'd love you to come to the front and there's some people who probably possibly pray for you, but just as an act of faith, if you come to the front, say, God, I just want to eat at your table like I never have before. That I want to be full. I want to sit at the smorgasbord that you've got for me, knowing there's everything I need and if, you, if that's you and you are at the smorgasbord as we sing the song, maybe you could sing like you're at a smorgasbord. Celebrate like you're at a smorgasbord. And then we're going to go on with our service. We got a song we can sing? Awesome. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.